Regulators, mount up. Again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk entertainment. That phrase, so apropos in the Warren G song, in the movie Young Guns. And why are we bringing that up? Why are we talking about that? Why am I pontificating about regulators already? Well, that's very easy to say, because the Giants have just signed Warren G's son. Because Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate. Uh, defensive back, Mr. Griffin. You know what? Not expecting a lot from him. He he was claimed, he was he was basically claimed off waivers, off the Bills waivers. Uh undrafted free agent out of UC or USC, yes, in 2001. Uh he was his entire season was on was on the practice squad last year. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. You know, the the nicest thing about it is we got a real potential rapper coming in. No offense, Kadarius Tony, but it's Warren G's son. It's Warren G's son. Come on. We got to get back into freak mode. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's the little things in giant camp that make me happy. want to talk about uh, something that Brian Dable said this morning about his quarterbacks. want to talk about the Giants also got down to the 85-man mark uh, on the roster. The waves were nothing you know, nothing earth shattering. You got rid of Hall, the tight end. Uh, Austin Prohl was waived, injured, and they also got rid of one of their other. Um, uh, they also got rid of one of their Gavin. I can't remember his last name. One of the other defensive backs that was never going to make the team. Wasn't even going to make the practice squad. But you know what? You had to get down to 85 today. So you had to be down the 85 limit. The Giants got down to that early. Sometimes you got to do it by noon. So the Giants got it about 10 o'clock this morning. So that's, uh, you know. It, it is it is what it is. We're getting the roster in shape. We're taking a look at different things. We're going to be scanning the waiver wire. It's all going to be fun. Brian Dable today was asked during his press conference about Tyrod Taylor. And, you know, he started his, his statement with, they have full confidence in Daniel Jones. And it's not, and this is not a reflection on him. This is not a contra- quarterback controversy. But he acknowledges Tyrod Taylor will probably get snaps at some point this preseason with the first team offense. Is it a smart thing? Of course, because Daniel Jones is injury prone. Daniel Jones is inconsistent at best. You need to get some continuity and some game time reps with Tyrod with the first team unit, because I've said it a different, I've said it a million times. There is a difference between practice and game. You know, you, there's no substitution for game time experience. You could practice something a million times. There are wonderful, what they refer to as practice players but the problem is when that comes into a game time situation you know if you do not have the continuity with the other you with your other 10 guys on the field and have a cohesive synergy bad things can happen now i'm i do is this a is this a quarterback controversy no not what you know, you're gonna have the people that hate Daniel Jones say, Yes, this is a quarterback controversy. He's already he's already showing he's wavering on Daniel Jones. You're gonna have the Daniel Jones lovers sit there and say, Well, this is nothing. They're just they're just gonna get Tyrod some reps, you know, because of the fact that he needs them, that he has to have them. And you know what? You're both right. Dable is never gonna come out and say wholeheartedly, either way, that he's I mean, he's never I should rephrase this. He is never going to say. Daniel Jones is not the guy. Daniel Jones could go five for 30 for 85 yards and two interceptions. And he's never going to say, I'm saying in preseason, he's never going to say he's not the guy. Now there may be internal discussions within the organization 
that certain changes need to be made or certain changes are going to be made in 2023, but they are never going to publicly come out and bash their starting quarterback. What organization would do that? What head coach would do that? Why would you also devalue Daniel Jones? Because you don't know if you're going to end up trading him. You don't know what's going to happen this season. You don't know if he if he's going to ball out. You don't know. Nobody knows. So organizationally, you always have to say the right things. And those right things are, we have full confidence in Daniel. And that's all they're going to tell you. And that's all they're going to say. Listen, I go back a ways. I remember the 83 Scott Bruner, Phil Simms quarterback controversy. And to me, that was probably... I, you can't go to Warner. You can't go 2004 Warner, Eli. You can't go to you know the early 2000s with Cannell and Kent Graham. But if you want to look at a true giant controversy that was in this half of the century, I think it's this half of the century, it would be the 1983 battle between Phil Simms and Scott Bruner. Scott Bruner was like a 12th round draft choice out of Delaware, but he won us a playoff game in 81. He helped the team get back to the playoffs in 81. Phil Simms, of course, was the first round pick in 79 was a AP rookie offensive quarterback rookie of the year. Um, you know, he, he had his, most of Phil Sims injury uh, issues were injuries, not in, in somewhat consistency, but not like he wasn't very inconsistent. It was more that he couldn't stay on the field. Sims was leading the team to the playoffs in 81. When he got hurt, Bruner came in, took him to the playoffs. This was also the defense that had Lawrence Taylor, Harry Carson, George Martin, a whole bunch of other people. Uh, so the Dean, uh, Bradley Van Pelt, Brian Kelly. Uh, so this was a, this was a good defensive team. So, and after the 81 season, the 82 season was kind of a wash because Sims got hurt again. And then there was a, there was a player strike, but 83 was like a, like, was like the big controversy. And I remember in the daily news, a big article about Phil Sims requesting a trade because he felt that he should not be in, in this quarterback controversy with Scott Bruner, who had really outside of that, that 81 season had never really done anything. So he never thought he he should he should be put you know he should be in this controversy. Now what happened was at in '83, uh, and of course the dog, of course the dogs, the dogs are who you know what? That's for Nate Dog, because Nate Dog, you know Nate Dog. I think I believe Nate Dog has passed, but God bless this old Nate Dog. You know because we got Warren G. Son, and that's all that matters. Because Nate Dog and Warren G. They had to regulate, but after the '83 season. Uh, Parcells even came out multitudes of times and said he shouldn't have listened to people because he listened to people about starting Scott Brunner and almost cost him his job, which is why he went 3-12-1. So this is not a quarterback controversy like that was. This is just the Giants hedging their bet. This is just the Giants sitting there and saying, you know what, we need to get this guy some reps because he needs to have a familiarity with this offense, with the players, get him some game time experience with this unit and allow him to see what he can do. Because I will tell you this, I, I the energy and excitement that that came on the screen last Thursday when Tyrod Taylor came in was 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 astounding. I have not seen that in a quarter a giant quarterback in years. You know, people will talk about when um and I was there that game. People talk about with Daniel Jones and the excitement when he came in to replace Eli Manning that first preseason game against the Jets. But this was something different. There was an air and excitement when when Tyrod came in. There was something special. It's it's almost like it gave, in some way gave a lift to the offense. It, it was quite interesting to watch. But is he going to replace Daniel Jones at the start of week one? Of course not. Well, I don't think anyone should go crazy down that path. 
But like I said, it is an interesting fact that, you know, he says, you know, you always start. We have full confidence in Daniel, but Tyra will get some snaps some point this preseason with the first team offense. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this right this as a guy that's been watching the Giants in 76. It's <clears throat> this is interesting because think about when Eli, if for those who's only litmus test is Eli Manning, think about Eli Manning. When in preseason was Eli Manning ever taken out as a first team starter? and had someone else give get first team reps. When did that happen? Never. Because of the fact that they understood the importance of having their quarterback play. But when you have two quarterbacks and you have one quarterback who has been injury prone the last 3 years and inconsistent, you do have to take a look at what you have backing him up. And like I said, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a terrible indictment against Daniel Jones. I don't think it's someone endorsing Tyrod Taylor. I just think it's interesting that he was asked this question. He answered it honestly, and we're going to kind of go from there. Uh, Of course, we're going to be at the game on Sunday. We're going to have the Big L. Subscribers that won was LJ, the Big L, Mr. Mr. Big L. Um, We're also going to have James Williams, the venerable, who's always on the show. We're also going to have OGR Sports and Dominic Palmer flying in from across the pond. We're going to be doing some live streaming from the game, live streaming from the field. Lord knows what's going to happen on Sunday, so make sure you're on your phone or nearby and tune in while you're watching the game. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you subscribe, if you could ring that bell, you know what it means, that'd be awesome.